Joining us right now is the brand new commissioner for the Minnesota Department of Health, Brooke Cunningham. She has been with the department at least since uh, 1922, since 2022, (laughs) and she joins us this morning. What can we do to partner with the state to reduce the instances of these health disparities that we're finding? Good morning. Good morning, Freddie Chantel. I'm, I'm so happy to be here with you all again. Uh, we, I want uh, the first thing for people can that people can do right now is to to look at the package and the governor's budget mm-hmm. and see what's in there that is an opportunity to partner with us. You know, at MDH we do a lot of data, we do a lot of convening, we do some regulation, but we do a lot of grants out to to community based organizations to local public health, to tribal public health. And in our budget, which is a transformational budget, we see um, areas to partner in mental health. We see areas to partner around uh, early childhood, around maternal mortality, um, around HIV. Um, There'll be a couple of new offices of African-American health and American Indian Health. We have money to to continue that office, but the Office of African American Health will be new. And so we're excited about uh, the upcoming opportunities that this budget represents. Commissioner, when the offices of American, African American Health stands up, what would that look like and what will be the thrust of that agency? Yes, thank you. So as as listeners may know, we have been in an equity space for, for a long time at the agency. We have a lot of disease-specific grants, uh, but with the Office of African-American Health, we can take a step back. We can go more upstream and look at factors that affect all diseases that are agnostic to, to any particular disease. And what is exciting about this office is that flexibility. And what the office will focus on will be driven by a uh, health Advisory Council um, composed of individuals from the African-American community and, and others who can uh, work together to provide the direction each couple of years about what we should focus on. So it will be quite exciting. It will also have um, an opportunity for some policy analysis. We know that uh, the factors that affect uh, health disparities are often structural, and so uh part of the solution are policy solutions and so there'll be a space for that and there'll be a space I'm hoping for pipeline programs. Interesting everyone Dr. Brooke Cunningham with us this morning we saw just this earlier this week where May 11th the federal participation is especially when it concerns health emergencies will be pulled back meaning not many more COVID testing uh, people are having to re-enroll in Medicare will this budget help to fill in some of those gaps doctor? So certainly, um, uh, specifically DHS, so the Department of Human Services, this budget has has programs because uh, the public health emergency, it it gave us a lot of flexibilities. One of those was that uh, our our citizens did not have to continuously re-up their Medicaid enrollment, and, and they could have Medicaid enrollment for 12 years on the human services side. There is a plan to can um, to re-enroll people um, and and hopefully to continue continuous coverage in a way uh, that we haven't done in the past. And so uh, I would encourage people. The time is is now. If you are um, that re-enrollment is starting, because we don't want anybody to lose their coverage just because the public health emergency ends. Interesting. 
Everyone, Dr. Brooke Hanningham with us right now, the Minnesota Department of Health, of Health Commissioner. So I'm just curious, what was it uh, that you said to the, the governor to let him know that, I mean, you're an assistant commissioner, you were already in that department, that let him know that you are the right person to be the commissioner to lead the, the health initiative for the state of Minnesota? What I tried to be really clear about was an, our opportunity right in this moment, and honestly, that's why I put my name in the hat, because uh, this is a time of, of real opportunity. It was a time with a budget surplus. It's a time with uh, folks uh, within the legislature uh, where we have the DFL has a trifecta, so that presents a new opportunity. There's focus from the federal government, and so with all of the opportunity. I didn't want us to lose momentum that we had from the COVID uh, pandemic. And so uh, with my strong interest in equity, my strong interest in um, community engagement, data modernization, and just building our public infrastructure, right? Because public health has historically been underfunded. I needed to put my my name in the hat. And so um, I just expressed to him my desire to make sure we were prepared for the 21st century for public health. So with that as a groundwork, my last question, uh, the, this is clearly a political appointment because you know, the Democrats are clearly in control. So your work is really intense work because you have less than three years to uh, put legs under the platform that you just outlined for us this morning. That's right. That's right. And I do feel that I, I feel that time pressure. Um, <laughs> you know, our our agency is, you know, uh, our agency has been, uh, you know, uh, through a whirlwind with the pandemic. But we have a lot of talented um, and individuals who still um, part of my role is to uh, uh, build that energy, build upon that energy so that that we can get back to what we do well. Um, and to do it and prepare us again for the 21st century, give us that start that we need in, in the three to four years that I have, it, it, you know, guaranteed in this role. Well, when I get confirmed, that is. <laughs> 2026, what will people be saying about Brooke Cunningham's work uh, with regard specifically to health equity and reducing the disparities you just outlined? Thank you. I, I, I want folks to say that I was... I, um, I was accountable to the community. I listened and I and I responded. Um, I want folks to say that I, I did lay that found foundation and, and build that groundwork for us to approach stubborn stubborn health inequities in a different way and, and greater uh, partnership and and that I worked hard, that I was authentic in my leadership um, and that really I prepared us for uh, for the 21st century. All right. Dr. Cunningham, we're out of time. Thank you so much for being with us. And uh, let's keep this conversation going. And how can our listeners get more information about the work that you're doing in MDH? Thank you. So definitely uh, there are a couple of things. Um, the Internet is, is our most prized resource. And, and I recognize that. And I say that even recognizing the digital divide. But if you all <laughs> go on, go online. Go to MDH's website, go to the governor's website and look at those budget proposals, literally like Google, governor's budget proposals, right? And click and see what health is doing. Um, and then if, if you like things, uh, let folk know, let folk in your communities know, uh, let let your leaders know, but also let us know. And if and 
If there's some time that we're not quite on point, also let us know that. We, we want to hear that. We want to be a responsive agency. You know our folks are vocal. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. Even sharp. <laughs> Very. Doctor, thank you so much for being with us this morning and sharing your views with us on the morning pro- uh, program on KMOJ. Thank you all. It's a pleasure. 20-